What up, Casey? What up, Corey? Hey, Casey. Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm good. Are you out? Where are you? I like that lamp. I'm at my apartment. Excellent. Casey, do you have any questions? This is going to make you famous. Dozens of people (laughs) are going to listen to your beautiful voice. (laughs) Literally dozens. (laughs) Cool. All right, then we're going to get started in three, two, one. (laughs) I guarantee you, Brian, will leave that in. (laughs) Not only, by the way, does Brian leave everything in at the beginning, but he also says things like, oh, I'll just cut that out. And he never cuts it out. Yeah, There's it's, it's pretty rare. Nothing ever is cut out uh, because there are just beautiful moments like this. Of real just, life? Exactly. We can say, what's up, Casey? How are you? Also, I just don't have the time. Does anybody want to volunteer to edit the uh, Casey Underground podcast? Please email Corey at Casey Underground. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that'll work. That'll, I'm sure that'll get to you. Yeah. That won't get to you if. If if that's your jam, let me know. Hey, welcome back, Underground. I don't, we can we need to come up with a new phrase. I just don't like that one anymore. It's Hello, old, Underground. It's old hat. <laughs> what up? What up, KCUG? I don't even know what old hat means. All right. Hey, welcome. We are we're talking to Casey today. We are. All right. Before I ask Casey to introduce himself, I. We'll introduce part of who he is. Casey and I, good friends, go back way, way back in the day. I was actually Casey's youth pastor. God bless him. Uh, years ago, I know, seriously, uh, our family- Can we are- talk about church trauma for a minute? <laughs> yes, We're going to shift the topic today. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I've done a lot of just living alongside Casey, and our, our families are close. And yeah, a while back, he, he and I have had some fun conversations about- ideas of where to plant the gospel and we're going to get into some of that but this is just another one of those highlight like spotlight stories spotlight. we should have an awesome little yeah like, we need a sound yeah. thing right there <laughs> that reminded me of those old bud light commercials mm, no i, got, I don't I, know I, what you're okay, talking cool. about somebody out there listening knows exactly what i'm talking about i just remember the frogs <clears throat> this, of all the bud light commercials the only one you remember yeah which is a good one yeah, moving anyway, on. Moving on from uh, beer. We're talking, <laughs> speaking of beer. No, and uh, so we like to do these spotlight episodes where we just like shine the light on real people with real stories. And a lot of these are in Kansas City. And so that is why my good friend Casey is joining us today. Casey, say hi. Hi. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me, Corey and Brian. Absolutely. Also, before we let Casey finish introducing himself, just a reminder, this fits into the whole series of In the Way, how churches we know it can be a disciple-making movement again. So, Corey, talk about why this one is important in the, the series that we're in. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, as we're talking... As Corey's pulling out his phone to remember Whoa, how this what, spotlight episode what fits. What are you talking about? Oh, my goodness. It's, it's coming. You're going really slow. Do it's you, not here. Oh, my goodness. Um, yes, so I, I don't really remember <laughs> exactly why. I mean, we know we've wanted to talk to Casey for a long time. I'm trying to remember exactly the like the topic 
Hold on, wait for it. I already have it up, and I will tell you <laughs> about is, how this fits. See, in. this would be a great example of. Oh, don't worry, we'll just cut this part out. That he won't actually no cut out because it makes me look smarter. This is all about come versus go. Yes, that's exactly right. So yes, there are strategies out there that is mostly a come and see type of strategy, right? Like it's been really the prevailing model for years and years and years and years. There's been fruitfulness in that, but a lot of this is we're just comparing church as we know it with movement dynamics. The difference of inviting people into a program or a church or a building and the with going, with planting the gospel's language we use, going where people either uh, won't come to you or can't come. And so, Casey, that all of that, that's our introduction. We would love for you to introduce uh, yourself a little bit more. Who are you? Uh, share a little about you and your family, your job, your life, etc. Okay, thanks. Um, like I said, my name's Casey, and I, I grew up in Lenexa, still living in Lenexa. My home church is like is Colonial Presbyterian, mm-hmm. and um, like I said, I went through the youth group, and Corey was my youth pastor all through the high school youth group. Sorry, buddy. Be quiet and let him talk. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and. So my bro- my older brother Josh, um, he has he's on the special needs spectrum. Are we going to the next question? Yeah, why not? Uh, so, tell yeah. So you, you just mentioned Josh, and um, your brother who has special needs, and uh, so that has been a big part of your story. So, why why is um, special needs in particular a passion of yours, Casey? Like I said, because my my brother had special needs, and I felt a calling from God to um, reach out to special needs uh, people group and start sharing the gospel with them. Amazing. So I know that there were there were three or four kind of pivotal moments in your journey. Um, and so, like you said, we're we're involved at a, a larger church together for a long time, and. Um, and, and then like, you know, we, we started Kansas city underground over here and have been, you've been hearing us talk a lot about that. And you've been, you've reached out a little bit over the years of like, man, I want to, I want to do this, right. I want to be a part of this. And, and so I know there were some pivotal moments that helped you in your journey. And one of those was that kind of, you went through the missionary pathway, uh, with our friend, Andrew. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Yeah. So about, about a year ago in 2020, I was I was looking for a group to come in because my Columbia group it was it was hard with COVID and to do it over Zoom. So and then Corey texted me, Hey, we're having this huddle group. Would you like to come? And I said yes. And I was very excited. Amazing. And then we started meet, meeting weekly over Zoom, sometimes in person. And then we do DBS over scripture, and I would learn like the context chart map and the of the missional map. And then I became good friends with Andrew and Trent, who were in the huddle group. Yeah. And you guys, uh, 
you guys kind of stuck together as a team for a little bit too, right? Like you, you regularly met, you prayed together, stuff like that too, right? Yes. Amazing. All right. So that, that was a significant part of the conversation, right? So you got some of the language, you understood a little bit of context where you were called. And then, and then you and I had a, a, you know, an amazing lunch one day where I think you had pizza and I had fish and chips. That's not really the point of this conversation, but now we're all hungry. I can barely remember my anniversary, but I remember <laughs> the details of the food that you and I ate in this conversation a year ago. That's ridiculous. I think that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. What did you have? Oh, maybe wait. I had pizza. You had a burger. Yes. Yes. I had fish. I was debating between the fish and chips and the pizza. Why are we still talking about that? I don't, no one trusts anything <laughs> you're saying now. I remember fish and out. chips was a conversation. Anyway, um, and so I would love to hear what happened in that conversation. Why was it pivotal? Um, why was it a significant part of this story? It was pivotal because um, Corey and I were, were having a discussion about where where, what people group I can reach. And then in an instant, God put it on our hearts to what about the special needs community? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That was, that was really cool. I mean, it was just a, one of those uh, aha moments where it's just like, yeah, this is, this makes total sense. Okay. So, um, in that, right, you're, you're, you're starting to specifically think about, uh, this, how this group home, right. That your brother, uh, lives at, and we find out later that Casey, by the way, is like famous. Everyone knows Casey. Casey walks into that group home. Well, he didn't need a podcast to make him famous. Then you mentioned that earlier, that dozens of people are going to hear his voice and he was going to be famous. (laughs) Apparently Casey needs to make us famous. Seriously, man. Seriously. Um, but that was one of the first things I heard, uh, that, you know, Bree would tell me of that. And speaking of Bree, Bree, you know, he's, she's part of our team. She leads our coaching team. Really, we joke that she is by, and it's not a joke. We yeah, honestly say actually. she is probably the most important person on this team as we uh, just move into a significant emphasis on coaching in right. our in our in our ministry. Um, but yeah, you were introduced to Bree and and partnering with her. Can you tell us a little bit about how that was part of your process? Yes. So with Bree, um, Andrew told me about her over the phone as I was starting to jump into how starting the group. And then Andrew told me that Bree had worked with these special needs people for over 20 years, which mm. is awesome. Amazing. Okay. So, uh, Hey, I'm going to, we're going to jump by the way to the last two or three questions, Casey, that I told you, and then circle back to some stories if that's okay. Um, and so the questions that you emailed me again was, um, tell us about the role of, of prayer in your ministry. So the, the role of the role of prayer, um, so a lot of people from Colonia were praying, were praying for me, and I was mm. covered in prayer. Like um, some of the names were Sally and Nancy and Sandy, and my Sunday night group prayed for me. My mom's two of her her groups were praying for me, mm. and of course you, Corey, and the underground. Yeah, amen. You know that's actually a really cool uh, picture of how maybe a more traditional legacy church, mm-hmm. you know, is partnering with, can partner in this is just like wrapping missionaries in prayer. And, uh, and so that has been really, really cool to see. 
Yeah, and not just that as missionaries we should lead out with extraordinary prayer and fasting, but like again, how can we do this in community? You know, who are the other people that we invite into the story to pray for the work that we're doing? So it's not just us praying for the work, but an entire community praying for that. Yeah. yeah. So, Casey, I just want to ask, like, when you guys are together, like, tell us about what a Bible study looks like. Okay. Um, so the Bible study, what it looks like is we have we have a prayer request time, and then they share, and we pray for them, and then we ask, "What are you thankful for?" or "What what a what a challenge you're going through?" And then either me or Bree does a DBS over scripture that I pick out. Wow! All right. Well, then I think it's story time. All right, so I know that you've got a handful of stories in your the times that you've been able to go into this this group home, and uh, can you tell us a little bit about um, the first time you? All right, it says Pam. I want to hear about Pam, Casey. Sure. Um, so, so Pam was um, an individual who was sharing some hard stuff that was going on through a past life, and she. She opened up and was getting emotional, and Bree and I kind of gathered that she was been um, holding that in for a while, and then she felt safe enough to mm-hmm. let it out with us. Yeah, amen, oh, man. Okay, and so just uh, connecting some dots. I think we may have zipped past this, which was probably my fault. You know, so you guys, you got connected with uh, some of the the leadership of Life Center, right? And and because Casey it was the sibling of someone who was in there, like Casey kind of acted as this um, this bridge, this person of peace. Because I think that if I would have gone and just emailed them, I don't think they would have let us come in and do a quote-unquote Bible study or whatever. But Casey, being who he was, a family member, a heart for this, threw this out, and they were like, yes. Embraced it. Embraced, yeah, just this open door. And so, yeah, Casey goes in, partners with Bree. And I think another was there's another person on the team too, right? What did I make that up? Uh, Rob. John. Yeah, Rob and John have been. Right Rob on. and John. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And and so, yeah, so some of these, so they sit to gather a lot of the friends there. And it's a pretty big group of people that gather together, right, Casey? Right. It's It varies from week to week, but it's about like, 10 to 15 people. Yeah. That's great. And it's just so beautiful. We get to hear all these fun stories. And so speaking of stories, let's hear about Spencer. Yeah. Um, Spencer has a lot of joy. He, he's a, he gets excited. He, he claps his hand and <laughs> jumps up and down. He's, he's very joyful, which is pretty cool. Amen. All right. What about dance parties? Tell us about these dance parties we hear about. So at the, at the end of um, studies, if they want to do dance parties, we do dance parties. And the first one, they like the Beatles, so we did a Beatles song. <laughs> oh, and then, that's so good. And the next, and the second time we did one, we started to do worship mu- music, and we did the Toby Mac song. Nice. Dude, that's awesome. So after your DBS together, you guys, you guys do dance parties like every time? Yes, not not every time, but if time allows, we 
try to. Bro, that's what I'm talking about right there. That's a little picture of heaven. Amen. <laughs> you talk about worship, community, and mission right there. That if that ain't worship. And I don't, I don't know what is, man. That is such that is such a beautiful picture. All right, one more story. I want to hear about Catherine. Okay, so um, one time we were talking with Catherine, and she's like, I miss going to church because of COVID. And then Bray and I got to explain, explain to her that this is a spiritual church family, what mm. we have right here at Life Centers. Mm. Wow. I love that language, Casey. That's so good, man. And did, and that kind of landed with her, right? Like that was that was significant for her to hear. Yes, that was significant. Yeah, man, that's so beautiful. So I just want to highlight a handful of things that that pop up here. Um, is that Casey for a long time was seeking? You know, again, this is this is coming out after Laura's testimony. I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna reference a podcast that may or may not have already uh, come out yet. But we're hearing multiple times. Well, this is so. Next week, everyone, you'll hear from Laura. <laughs> uh, look at that. Well, so we've recorded a handful of stories, right? And and something that has been consistent was this idea that patience, pressing into, like, I know God's called me to this, but I don't know to whom, right? Like, it's stirring my heart. You know, this mission, this this vision of making disciples where people are and seeing microchurches emerge is drawing people that it's like, but it takes time to either create those relationships or identify those contexts. And I just want to emphasize that with Casey, the faithfulness, Casey, of what you were doing. I mean, you pursued this for a while. You sought me out. Um, I invited you to that huddle, but you, you pressed into that for a long time. And then you were on the equipping calls, you know, almost every Sunday and, and still are, you know, as, as God is, is continued to equip, equip you, as someone who, who plants the gospel. And then God highlights this in a really significant conversation where it was just like, we're both, you know, um, fighting tears the whole time is sitting there at this, like, yes, God has called us here. Let's pray. You know, let's pray. Let's, and then, oh man, this, that open door because of who you are, the bridge, the relationship, um, and just walking in. And that's when, that's when Bree told me that case, Casey's famous. It's like everyone there knows Casey and just becomes that, that that person of peace reality, like because of you, a whole network of people get to sit and discover Jesus together, and you're getting elements of worship, um, dance parties, saying what they're thankful for. You're getting uh, community, people sharing what's what they're excited about, what's been hard. You know, you're getting discovering scripture together, and you're learning the you know hearing God's word, and then putting it into action. So as you just see, that's by the way, guys, that's church. Mm-hmm. Like we just described church well and just what casey said too this is an extended spiritual family Mm -hmm. and that's the language that we use that's the language that we talk about because when we look in the new testament jesus redefines family for us as you know my mother my brothers my sisters are the ones that do the will of god we see the church being multiplied in the sense of these families right lydia and her whole household crispus and his whole household the jailer and his whole household I was going to say just another highlight is we often think of who is the network of relationships I've been to which I've been called or, uh, you know, is it my physical neighborhood? And we can't overlook our own family. Mm. Like it's so important. And like we don't highlight that very much. Like we all often feel called to something else and it's not our family, but it's like, what if we just started there? Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And also, 
I think you told me this, Brian. Like we always talk about people who won't go to church, mm-hmm. and we haven't talked enough about people who can't. Right. And that that's another beautiful piece of this story, Casey, is that it's like identify where people. I mean, simply like what um, I forget who if it was Pam or Catherine who basically said they you know miss going, they can't go, and but you know it's like how how will we just take the church? to them and be the church yeah, and see a church come out of this and see a church emerge. And so Casey, you just want to say thank you, man, for your faithfulness and this story. Um, and we've got one more question for you um, as just like this ministry that is popping up and the beautiful story. I've said beautiful like four times on this podcast. Well, it is, it is beautiful, beautiful uh, story that God is writing. What needs, and this is our last question there at the bottom, Casey, what needs does your ministry currently have? What needs? Um, so I would like this could to go to weekly, mm. so I can go there weekly, and I pray for more volunteers so we can go on the first and third of every every month. Amen. Yeah. So I, what I'm hearing out of that is one more prayer, yes, <laughs> more prayer, and then secondly, four more volunteers. So. Mm. Uh, Corey has already mentioned that we're having this podcast with Laura next Sunday or next week. <laughs> so that's one of the things we asked Laura was, how do you get involved? So uh, so you'll hear this again next week. But if your heart is resonating and saying like, man, that's my that's my world. I want to engage in that. I have yeah. like it's highlighting a sense of calling. We'd love to connect you with Casey in that. Uh, so, yeah, as always, you can email Brian at Casey Underground or Corey at whatever extension <laughs> is possible. Because uh, we'd love to connect you with what Casey's doing. If it's like, man, that resonates, I want to join Jesus on mission there. Yeah. And can I add another dream for you, Casey, and for this ministry? Yes. Is like, how many similar homes exist in Kansas City? Mm-hmm. Like, and it, you probably don't know that answer. I'm not necessarily asking you, Casey, but the thought is, what, what if? Right. Like, what if we see this exact same story multiply over and over again? And, like, I just love to be the guy who says, what if we see a Discovery Bible study in a microchurch in every special needs group home in the city? Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about kingdom come, you talk about your will be done. Like, that is a beautiful, number six, I've said that word today, beautiful story so, of movement, of multiplication, of kingdom come, of good news in Kansas City. So, Casey, your story... My hope and prayer is that it's it's a it's a picture that can be emulated. It's an example that other followers of Jesus can can step into. So Amen. Love you, brother. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a fun podcast. Uh can I share one us. more story? Oh absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, brother. So one one time we were having um the Bible study and one of the individuals there was asking like really deep questions like when we die, what what where does our bodies go? Or we were talking about heaven. Mm-hmm. And every time Bruce and I go, they they're engaged, they're asking deep questions. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So yeah. they're not just passively listening. Right. Like they're engaged with the scriptures, asking deep spiritual questions. I love that, man. Yeah, man. I, you know what I also appreciate about the way that you frame that, Casey, is like the way that you say when we had our Bible study, 
not when we had microchurch. Like you recognize the community, the people are the church. This is a family that loves each other. The thing that we do is the Bible study. And that's often been confused in our language, in our worlds. It's like it's important to separate those things and go, our family is these people that I've mentioned, Pam and Spencer and Catherine, and, the, you know, like that's who we are. Mm. But, like, th- here are the things that we do, and it's really important to us, you know. So, man, I just, uh, yeah, I love that language. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> well, Casey, we're excited for even more, man. We're excited to hear more stories of what God does, um, more people to be co-missionaries on your team, and then more um, homes and, and places of residency throughout the city that more and more people can discover and live into this identity. Yeah, I'm just going to throw this out there at the end of this podcast. Whenever you're listening to this, wherever you are, as soon as it's over and the Corey does his musical outro, <laughs> just that you'll stop and pray for Casey, mm-hmm. pray for Bree, pray for John, and pray for this work to be multiplied in this city and beyond. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> All right. See you, Casey. See you, brother. See you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Thanks for listening to the Underground Podcast. We hope that it's either been an encouragement to you or that it's created a curiosity about what it means to live into a missionary mindset with an aim to make disciples and see the church emerge. If you're a missionary or a microchurch in Kansas City and you're looking for coaching or just belonging within a network, we'd love to connect with you so we can learn about what you are doing and how you are joining Jesus for gospel saturation in this city. If you're outside the Kansas City area and have questions about what it would mean to catalyze a disciple-making movement that leads to the emergence of microchurches in every network within your city, we'd love to connect with you as well and offer whatever resources might be helpful to you. You can find out more at kcunderground.com. Grace and peace, friends.